0: Morning, morning everybody! Good to see the early birds there. Morning, Sean, Brendan, Michelle, Allison, Facebook user, whoever you are. <laughs> Great to see you guys! Thanks for joining me again. Another wealth coffee chat. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome last night, Alison, Great to see a bunch of awards. Great to see a bunch of you guys on. And uh, you know, to be honest, everyone's a everyone's a winner in that space. You know. Becoming a property investor is certainly something that's a little bit uh, different, and uh, everyone who uh, has started that journey certainly needs congratulations. Um, so, But last night, it was great to see a few of you guys uh, get a few awards and uh, attending the mentoring night. If you haven't already, if you didn't see it last night, folks, make sure you grab the replay when it comes out. Uh, and a little bit of the information today that I'm going to share is from last night with Sam. Uh, a few other things as well. But before we do that, as always, a little bit of an intro. Jason Witten's my name. If you're new, if you're new. Hey, good morning, Riley and Miles. If you're new, let us know. Say new or give us a shout out in the chat. Tell us where you're dialing in from. There's always new members joining the Positive Real Estate Coaching and Mentoring Program, which is always awesome. Great to have you here. If you've found us uh, already and uh, if you're wandering by and you've accidentally found us, then fantastic. Great to have you Uh, With us, uh, also give us a shout out in the chat. Let us know what you're up to. I've been property investing over 22 years, and uh, coaching investors over 18. And uh, along the way, learnt one or two things. And in the mornings, we get a chance to have a coffee, and hopefully chew the fat, share a little bit of the the experiences, the understanding, the wisdom of property investing via a little thing called the Wealth Coffee Chat. On in the mornings. I try to get going at about eight oh five, but um, yeah, it tends to uh, tends to knock on a little bit. But today, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, about something, and uh, I don't know. I'm going to ask you a question, see if you guys can guess it in the chat. What's a thing? What in the world of real estate? What is something that's gone up, uh, and also uh, up? Yeah, okay, it's gone up. It's going up. Uh, however, it's now the highest. Uh, in this, uh, it's it's now the highest in this subset of the asset class uh, we've seen for over 15 years, so the highest as a percentage of income in 15 years and the other style of asset class within the asset class is now uh, still at almost the lowest, actually, about a year ago was the lowest, the lowest at this asset class we'd seen in 13 years. So what's the highest and what's the last? Miles, boom. <laughs> You're on it, mate. Uh, sharp as attack. So, uh, team, ladies and gents, gang, the rents are, are lining up as we have talked about, and uh, rents up, interest rates down. Yeah, I think they're going to stay down for quite a while. Alison. and rents right now. When we have a look at this, uh, and you know, I'd love to. Maybe I should have a little um a little tracking mechanism about the number of times I've said in the last 18 months, watch this, folks, watch this space. The rents are going to go absolutely spastic uh, and it is underway, significantly underway. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did, I gave it away in the bloody title. Anyway, I forgot to keep the suspense, the suspense. Anyway, there you go. That's funny. Anyway. Good to see you guys uh keeping me on my toes uh there you go so uh, rents up and uh, by and large this is across the country this is not you know city by city but across the country ladies and gents we have uh, we have right now rent as a proportion of uh, an average wage uh, in Australia right now at the highest at the highest number we have seen since this uh, this chart um, came out. I think this was an RP data chart. I should have grabbed the the source at the bottom. Um, and I'm sure it's probably the highest it's been for for more than um, for longer than 2005. This one is interesting, right? This one is interesting because if you can see, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, for almost ever. All right, let's check this out. Tell me the gap between rents of different, the differences in rents between units and houses, we have never seen a gap like this in recent history, a gap like this in recent history, ladies and gentlemen, there are money, there is dollars, there is cash flow in them, There hills, gaps, valleys, whatever you want to call it, no one's talking about this except me and Sam, because most educators in this investment space are so one-eyed, so so inexperienced that they can only talk about houses because they don't know what they're doing. I can tell you this right now. I'm going to have a little rant for the moment. A lot of people pretend that they're property experts. No, they're property participants. They participate in one way, one way, let's buy a house, which is nothing wrong with a house. I love houses. I've got plenty of houses in my portfolio and so you should too. And then they say units are bad and houses are good. What an absolute stupid comment. It's a bunch of bullshit. Matter of fact, I've made quite a lot more money in my amazing apartments than I have in my average houses. I'm going tell you that. So, momentary rant over. Let's get back to the facts that we're investigating today. The fact is we have the largest gap between apartments slash units and Houses we have seen in recent history, and maybe almost ever um, as we go. And it's an interesting conversation. What is this gap going to do? Because we can see here, folks, that that gap hasn't um, been in history very large, if not, you know, a gap at all. For me, I'm saying, hey, maybe. Maybe the question here undo that maybe the question here is there could be some opportunity here let's investigate let's have a bit of a look at this stuff all right um and if you have a house right now, I would be reviewing your rents pretty significantly um or pretty swiftly because there's been some significant increases in rents so um uh one of the um uh, one of the uh, people I was chatting to the other day said um, over their eight properties, they had on average increased their rent by $100 a property in the last two years. So get that, get that. Going along like that, imagine that as a morning, Alexis. Imagine that as a pay rise, right? You go, all right, here we go. Boom, 100 bucks per property, $800 a week. Boom, up. That's a $50,000 or close enough, maybe forty eight or something like that uh, pay rise. Like overnight, that's pretty significant. It's pretty sweet. So let's have a look. Let's drill into this uh, potential opportunity when we're talking um, uh, as we go. And, yeah, absolutely, Alison. You know, the right type of apartment is it feeds amazingly into sam's conversation um uh Sam's conversation about uh live work play and uh, and those future income streams future desirability for living uh and you've got to think about this if you're a renter and you want that premium rent coming in you're not going to get the premium rent a million miles away from the appropriate infrastructure Allison said, you know walk to the c b d you know, I'm sure Alison would have been walked a good transport, walked a good um, community infrastructure like parks and other things. You know, don't, don't underestimate that stuff, folks, uh, when it comes to the lifestyle that people would prefer to live. I can tell you right now, um, most people would prefer to uh, be able to go out on the weekend and enjoy themselves rather than have to stay at home and mow the bloody lawn. Something like that. New Farm. New Farm's amazing, Alison. It's a really amazing place to live. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So let's have a little investigation about what this looks like um, as we go. There's a massive gap in the rent increases. Houses have set the pace. Houses have boomed in value, significantly boomed in value, which is is setting the pace again. Let's have a look last night. Sam shared this with us uh, as well. And we've had uh, a a uh, a spike in the production of housing, which is um uh, due to the construction boost, the booster, and that's not going to feed into rental properties uh, per se. That will certainly um, that will certainly house those millennials or those who didn't have enough deposit and 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 got a chance to get into the market, which is brilliant. Um, But if you see here um, the steep decline in apartment construction um, from, quite frankly, some uh, record highs in previous years, what happened at this point here, we talked about it last night, was APRA uh, and these lending changes, which significantly affected uh, investors, and you guys can have a look at this line here. This line here, we have been down at significant um, lows, almost record lows for multi-density construction uh, and delivery of stock uh, in in our major cities for over three years. It actually started, folks, well before, we talked about this last night, it started well before COVID came along, okay? It actually started on the back of uh, the APRA issues. Then politics, we've talked about politics as well. Politics is our biggest exposure risk as investors. Um, Everything else is fairly understandable compared to uh, politicians. They're mad. So we've got apartment construction at all-time lows. We've got rent gaps at all-time lows for rental and then the gap between Apartments and houses at all-time highs, the biggest gap we've seen in recent history, if not further. We've got construction low and delivery. You look, about, look at this. We have had insane declines, folks. This is from Melbourne, by the way, and that's why um, Sam and myself and the team at Positive think Melbourne is an absolute, absolute winner, the absolute winner when it comes to value buying at the moment. You know, uh, Brisbane is streaking along and still great value, like fantastic yields and and et cetera. Um, But Melbourne, because of the lockdowns uh, and so on, you know, was significantly affected from a rental income point of view for two years and it's sort of shied off. A few investors have shied off there, a few buyers have shied off in certain ways. And we still think it's got um like just crazy value down that way. Um, and house buying actually in Melbourne has got some crazy value. But I won't um, – that's not what the conversation is, is today. So, folks, we, we have like crazy undersupply, no supply coming for the next two to five years. I mean it's it takes forever to get supply up and running. What is that doing? What is that doing? When we're sort of chatting and we go all right well you know we're building our portfolio you know maybe we consider how we how we construct our portfolio, put together you know some of our um, purchases, and you know we have a look at this and the gap if you look at all of the cities, if you look at the gap um, right now in Australia, the gap between house pricing house pricing um, and the gap between apartment pricing is insane. You have a look at this, like Brisbane, Can- like Canberra, 44% difference, right? Brisbane, 40% difference. Melbourne, 36 Sydney, you know, these differences are pretty significant. But you have a look at the places, the cities that are, um, that are, very comfortable and and are used to living in multi-density locations. The multi-density comfort factor, um, the winners are, that's not a very good thing, Um, the winners certainly will be, folks, certainly will be the Melbournes of the world, the Melbournes of the world and the Sydneys of the world when it comes to multi-density living. Everyone's used to that, followed closely by Brisbane, and then I'd say Canberra. Now, Perth and Adelaide are not used to, are not, uh, as a percentage of multi-density dwellings, have a very low percentage of people living in those, right? And I can grab some stats on that, but I would I would say number one winner in this unit price gap is going to be Melbourne, um, Brisbane, and then Sydney. Sydney's going to languish because of the, you know, just the average price. But, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't underestimate Canberra. We've done some stuff in Canberra and it's gone amazingly. So the point, Jason, get to your point. Stop waffling on. The point is this, ladies and gents, we have a significant number of uh, data points in the conversation about multi-density apartment living and also potential investing that that should be tweaking our ears. Brisbane, 40% gap difference between this stuff right so when we're building our portfolio team if you're looking here um and I'm going to draw a very terrible map of australia that is hideous isn't it hang on let me let me do a better job oh my lord all right okay concentrate jason concentrate that's a bit better isn't it there's tasmania down there again still pretty terrible but sorry folks um Art uh, is certainly not my skill set. Um, there we go. And we, we put Canberra. Where do we put Canberra? In there somewhere. All right. So my, t- my very average drawing here, and the point is of my average drawing, is if you are constructing, building, creating your acquisition portfolio, then, you know, it might look something like this, you know, uh, one times house in, in Brizzy, um, a unit or apartment one times, you know, um, and down here, one times house in Melbourne, one times unit in Melbourne. You know, you're going to be able to get your house in Brisbane between six and seven hundred, okay? And then your unit, a good quality unit. Um, <laughs> thanks, Alison. <laughs> uh, a good quality unit uh, in Brisbane in the good locations with infrastructure. Again, you're going to be, you know, between six and and seven hundred. All right, same down here in Melbourne. You're going to be 6 and, and 700 uh, and unit 6 and 700. Now, the distances between where they are located, you know, the house is probably going to be 25K away and the apartment can be 5K away. That's the difference. We talked about that last night when it comes to building our portfolio as we go. Okay, and I wouldn't, you know, I'm a big fan of, right, whack a townhouse in there. And you've got the trifecta, folks. You've got a house, a unit, a townhouse across two different, uh, two different locations. You've got three different asset classes, three different styles of tenant, three different um, land values and land content. What a fantastic way to build your portfolio and really spice up the exposure and also the, the diversification, which maximizes value opportunity and minimizes risk as you go. Um, but there you go. Hey, did that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense to you guys because let's just do a quick recap on my, um, my conversation this morning. I believe rents in apartments will explode and i think the biggest increase you're going to see ladies and gentlemen will be out of melbourne okay i can i can see melbourne leading the way uh and uh certainly places like brisbane because of population um and uh places like canberra and sydney will will certainly have their day all right um i don't believe perth and adelaide will follow the same suit because the multi-density dwelling or living in those cities is not as robust, but they still will carry excellent, excellent, excellent value depending on how you invest. We have an insane, insane undersupply of multi-density dwelling, um, and there's, mu- there's other things like Brisbane in 2018 banned townhouse, infill townhouse um, developments in Brisbane, like just like get rid of them, right? So there's all these other things that have gone on and will continue to go on, folks to make these manoeuvres extremely valuable in multidimensional ways, multi-financial ways as well. Uh, Significant decreases into the future still for completions um, as we we look uh, into the future marketplace and the gap. Folks, check out these gaps. Some of the largest gaps in uh, recent history. The difference between house and apartment buying. Now, this was just a chat about apartments today, folks. Um, And yes, it's easier to buy an absolute rubbish, piece of rubbish, shit apartment because most, uh, most people don't understand how to do it properly. Sam has refined the conversation about the right type and style and amenity and dwelling when it comes to apartment living. If you guys haven't uh, heard and listened to what he he teaches, then you need to because he is absolutely amazing at it. Anyway, there you go. What's the takeaway? Apartments are carrying exceptional value right at the moment. Houses are great too. Doesn't mean the townhouses aren't. I'm just pointing out that there's some opportunity that no one's talking about, and we should be as investors understanding the opportunities in different asset classes, in different locations, at different times for different reasons. There you go. All right, I've made my point. I'm pretty sure. Let's uh, let's make this um, let's make this let's call this done and dusted. Wealth coffee chat over and out. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, Alison, you are absolutely ahead of the game. Um in Brizzy, mate. Nice. Um <laughs> uh, there you go. I uh oh, yeah, I love it. So uh thanks, team. Great to great to hang out, great to chat. Thanks for supporting the channel and the and the um and the mornings. If you miss it, hey, did you know there's a little podcast? You can sign up on Spotify or uh iTunes. I, I think it might be a little bit more challenging to get the gist of it because you know you miss out on my australia drawings if you just listen to the podcast but you know it's a good alternative if you can't make the live ones anyway folks i'm just rabbiting on now you guys are awesome thanks for hanging out uh join me tomorrow for another wealth coffee chat around about the same time 805 till then you guys take care and uh bye for now adios team